do do do. Ooh, are we live? We are. Yes. Are we there? Are we there yet? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Witch Source. I'm Whitney, and I'm Courtney, and we are the Witch Source. Yes, and we are uh, together today in the same location, as you can see <laughs> for those watching live. Um, yes. So we had a request to talk about shadow work. Um, I think we also had a request to talk about cord cutting. So we were like, well, let's just put this together. Yes. Because so we can do that. We, we can. <laughs> oh, hey, David. Thanks for joining. Hello. All right. So um, do you want to get started with the cord cutting? Yeah, we can start with cord cutting. All right. So I'm going to put this out there and... Or wait, did we say cord cutting or shadow work? Both. Which one did you want to do first? Oh, let's do the shadow work. Oh, okay. Okay. If I said cord cutting, I meant shadow work. Okay, because you did say cord cutting. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. So, But I was going to say, um, so when it comes to shadow work, that's not really, I don't think that's something that I've ever really done. Um, I, I know that you've talked about it a lot. You've advocated the work. Yes. But it's not something that, I mean, if I've done it, I've not realized I've done it. Right, right. So, I mean, I think it, it was really neat in, in looking it up. Like, I just found out that uh, Carl Jung, uh, the, the psychologist, you know, uh, he kind of created this. Uh, he popularized the idea. I don't know if he created it, but he popularized it. Um, and it was based on the, uh, he defined the collective unconscious with eight different, do you see that Jungian, 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 archetypes, um, which I mean, if you look it up, I, I was surprised to find that there's a lot to do not with witchiness or uh spiritual work but it is out there so yes yeah, so shadow work is definitely a thing and there's lots of information out there on it but we kind of want to take a witchy approach mm -hmm. to it so we think that you can enhance your shadow work with magic right um i think it can help make it easier uh you can make it go smoother um, and help you really dive deep and uncover um, more of what's going on. Um, I personally think a good time to do shadow work would be during a waning moon um, leading up to the new moon because you are looking at the dark side of yourself. Um, and that shadow aspect. So I think it, it helps to, to do that, you know, with the moon face as the moon is going dark, you're going dark as well. And then as you are reaching that new moon phase, then kind of shifting gears, once you hit and come out of the new moon, which we are in today, mm -hmm. um, you know, then as you switch gears and come out of the new moon, you can focus more on the the healing side of the shadow work. Um, 
as well as doing the uh, the banishing side of things. I'm sorry, I moved it closer because <laughs> the speaker is on the laptop. So oh. I want to make sure that it's picking up. It just said, if you think it, do it. Oh, right, right. If you think it, do it. If, if you think you do it. Trust your intuition. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully you guys can hear us a little bit better now. Hopefully you can hear us to begin with. Um, but, uh, okay, so as you're uh, doing the shadow work with the moon phase, mm-hmm. um, you can focus on, you. okay, well, let's back up. Let's get more into, okay, good. Thank you, David, for letting us know. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about more about what shadow shadow work is. And I guess to start, we should talk about what the shadow side is. What is the, the shadow? Um, do you want, do you have any comments you want to make and then I'll jump in? Well, I mean, I've not really done it, but is it the side that you don't show people or is it your dark side? I've seen both. I, I think it's both. I very think, I, I think it's, it is both. Um, so your shadow side, it is, it's the parts of you that you don't want to look at. Mm. It's the parts that you tend to shy away from. You try to believe don't exist. They're not there. Um, you run from it, but I think it can also include shadow memories Mm. and the things that you don't want to look at, like the your past, things you've been through, things that have happened to you, those things that you don't want to think about, you don't want to, quote, relive it. Um, So you just shove it aside and you pretend that it doesn't exist. It never happened. Um, And you do yourself a really big disservice when you do that because it just festers. It just gets buried deep inside and it sits and it festers and you're never fully um, free from it. So can it be like repressed memories? I think it can include that. Absolutely. And I have found that as you start to do this work and go through the shadow side and and digging into what's going on within you, um, more and more stuff comes up that you have forgotten about. Um, so those, those memories start to, to surface. Um, I think, a lot of the work and and that's the whole thing. Like people don't want to face it. They don't want to go into it because it's scary, right? It's, it's scary. It's the dark side. Sorry, I got hot. Um, (laughs) um, you know, and it's, it's, it's painful. It can be very, very painful. Um, but that's where you want to take the magical approach and you can do your magic and to help you through it to ease the pain, to um, help you bring up and banish um, the parts that you no longer want to hold on to, the memories you no longer want to hold on to, um, the parts of yourself that you don't want to hang on to anymore. Um, All of that, that's where you want to use that waning side of the moon to banish those pieces and those parts. and I think that's that's it in a nutshell, essentially. I could see that being useful or, you know, if you find have a therapist. Right. 
uh, working with doing that in conjunction with a therapist? Because, I mean, that really does sound like what a lot of people do in therapy. Right. Um, I think the biggest thing, though, from what I have heard, um, therapy kind of brings stuff up and gets you talking about it, but sometimes it can leave it hanging. Yeah. I was watching a a comedian the other day that was talking about how, you know, you, you go through this therapy session. It's an hour long. You get to where you think you're about to make a, you know, a breakthrough. And then all of a sudden, okay, well, your time's up. We'll see you next week. And you you just feel, you know, you're left hanging and you just continue with the, oh, well, you know, we made great progress today, but you know, see you next week. Right. Right. So you want to follow through with that banishing piece, which is where, again, I think the magic um, makes a big difference um, to really clear it out and get rid of it and heal it. So the healing piece is the key piece. Mm -hmm. That's the piece that you don't want to skip. Um, if you're, if you're doing the shadow work and you don't feel better, you didn't do it right. You probably skip something. You missed something. You didn't go deep enough, um, or you weren't really committed to it to begin with. So is that like the thing, uh, like you told me before, ask yourself, why do you feel a certain way? Okay. And just keep asking why until you get to the root. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a big um, part of it. That's definitely something that you can do. Um, is it, uh, Rah- Rahima? Rahim. Okay. Rahima. Hello. <laughs> Thanks Hi, for Rahima. joining. <laughs> um, for those joining, we are doing a live recording of the podcast. Um, and we are talking about shadow work and cord cutting. Yes. So that's why we are live right now. All right. Somebody tell me, is this light right there bothering you? Because I see it. I see it too. It's bothering me. Does that count? Oh, we're doing good. Yeah, we're doing good. Thank you. You want to kill it? Uh, Yeah, I'll go get it. Okay. So you keep talking about some shadow stuff. Some shadow stuff. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, So the asking of the why, you know, why do I feel a certain way? Well, you know, well, what caused that? It's the who, what, when, where's of, you know, I think that begin the shadow work. Right. Okay. So some examples, um, if you don't know where to start, um, you can look at what's going on in your life. Like, is there something going on in your life that you don't like? Um, whether that be, I don't know, finances, um, relationships, Mm. um, anything like that. Typically there is a belief in there somewhere. There's a belief within you stuck somewhere that you've got to let go of. And typically that belief is linked to an event or a memory, um, something that's happened, you know, that stuck with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one, one aspect of, of the shadow work is, um, okay. So like if you have a pattern of relationships and the same thing keeps happening over and over and over in, in various different relationships, right. Um, y- you can't keep blaming the other person, 
right? At some point you have to stop and say, what's the common denominator in, in all of this? It's me. Or I think if you're questioning, why does this keep happening? Right. Why do I keep getting the bad guys? Why do I keep following in, falling into the same rut? Right. And it's something within you. And that's the thing that is scary for a lot of people. That's mm -hmm. what makes it that dark side, that shadow side that, oh gosh, there might actually be something wrong with me. When in reality, it's not that anything's wrong with you. It's just things that you have picked up along the way that you need to let go of mm. and heal and release that you don't need anymore because it's playing havoc in your life and in your relationships, clearly. Um, so that's, that's one way you can begin. Another way you can begin is a lot of shadow work has to do with forgiveness. It's a lot of forgiveness work and it's forgiving other people and it's forgiving yourself. And again, you have to take ownership of some of the things that have happened in your life that have got you to where you are um, or make up parts of your personality that you are not a fan of. Like you, you have to take some kind of ownership, but as witches, we know that's where you find your power, right? You get your power by claiming it and taking ownership for your life and everything in it. It gives you a certain amount of power that you can then use in your life to make the changes, um, whether they be mentally, emotionally, physically, magically, all of it. That is your point um, and place of power. So I guess maybe I don't feel like I do that because you know we talk on the phone all the time right so and i think we force each other to do that i think we force each other to do the work and you know if i think i think it's worked really well in my life i don't know about yours but if you find someone in your life whether it be a sister your you know best friend best friend your you know girlfriend husband you know, Wife, what have you, whatever, <laughs> um, sit down and, you know, like we'll do circle of truths where, you know, Hey, I'm getting ready to say something really harsh, right. but it's in an attempt to maybe possibly have a breakthrough. Right. Have you considered, you know, this, right. Could we it be, you know, could it be, you know, whatever, Right. We, we do a lot of that and we have each other for that. So in a way we are our own therapists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I but think I'm, that's I, very accurate. I, I almost kind of feel I'm quality. I mean, I've been in a, a lot of therapy. <laughs> I had a lot of therapy, uh, you know, either as a child or, you know, as an adult, I don't know about you, but I have not really? uh, had very much therapy. No, I, I think it's a great thing. Um, I think it can be very helpful. I've just not done a whole lot of it myself. Um, but I think people can also tend to hide in therapy because again, they don't want to embrace that shadow side. They don't want to, um, admit that there's anything wrong or take ownership for anything. And I think a lot of therapists are super nice and not wanting to 
to push, not right. wanting to, you know, oh, well, if I'm too hard, I'll lose them as a client. Whereas, right. you know, you may be mad at your best friend in the moment. You may be mad at your significant other spouse, what have you in the moment. But when I think when you walk away, uh, you know, from the conversation and you really start evaluating and, you know, like, ah, oh, you know, I'm so mad they said that, but I mean, I guess they're right. You right. Know, maybe that is there truth to what they're saying. Right. And then that's the biggest thing. Um, I know like in, in my current relationship, um, you know, I had a lot of baggage mm -hmm. from the, the ex, the um, prior marriage and past relationships. So he would say things, and yes, sometimes it was in the heat of the moment because we were mad or we were fighting or whatever. Right. But I finally had to say, okay, but is he right? Is there some truth here? Is, so he would always say, you know, things like I'm getting defensive. Well, then I'd have to stop and think, am I? And I was, I was always getting defensive because in the past I always had to defend myself mm -hmm. um, from whatever whatever the situation was. I mean, it could be something so silly and simple, um, you know, of like, are these your dishes in the, in the sink? And it's like, well, yeah, but I had the da, 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 and you have to come up with an excuse right. as to why they were left <laughs> there. So you don't quote, get in trouble. Um, and it's like this constant defending. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I had to realize I was constantly defensive. And again, that ownership is the first step in figuring out, okay, why am I like this? When did this start happening and how can I change it? So, you know, for me, I first had to be like, okay, he's right. Um, and there was, I mean, there's several things. Your relationships are a great place to start. Like, especially when you're fighting, if there's things that are coming up or coming out, like just, Sit with it for a minute and say yes. I actually had um, a tarot reader tell me that. Uh, if you guys have listened to any of the past um, past podcast episodes, you've heard me talk about getting this reading um, before with this tarot reader. And he, you know, I, I was telling him that one of the things is I'm too sensitive. Mm. Um, and that used to really upset me that he would say I'm too sensitive until this reader said, but you are, it's your gift. It's how you relate in the world. It's how you pick up information. It's how you sense energy and see energy the way you do. It's the way, you know, you're picking up things uh, psychically and intuitively. You are very sensitive. And he's like, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's your superpower. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> like, I'll take that. That's cool. Um, but it wasn't until I claimed it that I got the power from it. Well, I think you claimed it and then you were able to change the way you think about yes. it. Um, you know, I think similar to you, I had a bad relationship in the past, um, where, you know, it was getting called out if you were going somewhere. Well, mm -hmm. why are you dressed up? Who are you trying to impress? Um, and, and even to the point with money, um, you know, mm -hmm. where's all my money? You know, right. th there, there were a lot of issues around money and it took me years in my current, and I've been with my husband, uh, almost four, 14 years. Okay. We, October yeah. will have been married 13. Um, 
but I would say, you know, still five years into the relationship, I was still struggling, not to the extent that I was in the beginning, but I was still struggling with the, if I went out somewhere at night, either with you or what have you, I would have these like small panic attacks. I mean, and I'm not going to lie. I still get them to this day. I will go out with a group of girls, you know, we go karaoke, we go to the bar, you know, and, and it's just a group of us girls hanging out, right. having a good time. Um, very, very innocent, but you know, you know, so long into this experience, all of a sudden I get this, you know, heart pounding, like I need to go home. Right. I'm going to be in trouble. If I, if I don't go home, I'm going to be in trouble. And I, th I guess maybe part of the shadow work is, okay, I'm having this feeling and I know that it's irrational right? because my husband has never said, and he, first off, not a jealous bone in his body. Second off, he has never once called me out. I think I've gone out somewhere before and have not come home that <laughs> night because I went home with somebody else just because it was late. Right. That or, you know, you know, designated driver knew. Right. One of my girlfriends or right. her house or what have you. Um, and I come home the next morning and he'll be like, Oh, where'd you go? Did you have fun? Very the typical, right. like, so what'd you do? You know, not an accusation. Yeah, right. Um, and, and and it's having to realize he's never treated me that way. And there's absolutely no reason for me to feel that way. Right. So I need to take this feeling I'm having and it needs to go because you're not needed. You're not wanted. It is no longer an issue. And that's where you go into the whys. Mm -hmm. So with something like that, you can say, okay, why is this here? Well, in the past I was attacked. Right. Why? Well, because they were insecure. Yep. Why? Well, you know, then it's, Either have you done something or said something to make them insecure or were they just insecure to begin with? It had nothing to do with you, but yet you took this, this feeling on and you took this emotion on and, and it's, it's getting to the point where you can realize, you know, you've outgrown this, mm -hmm. you don't need this anymore. And I think ultimately when you can say, I forgive them for putting me through that because of their injury. Right. I think that's when you can fully release it. That I think that's when it really, you can really let it go. Right. And it's, I mean, and it's not one of those things that it comes up all the time. Right. It's one of those, like, you know, maybe once a year I'll, <gasps> and then I'll, I don't need that. What? what? Right. What? So that's one example, but you know, it's asking the why multiple times mm -hmm. to figure out what's going on. Why is it there? Um, and, and realizing you don't need it. And this is, this can go for past events, right? So like I mm -hmm. said, the other way you can do um, this, the second way you can do is through the forgiveness work and you go back as far as you can remember and you just start forgiving the hurts that you mm -hmm. can remember. And along the way, more and more things will start to come up for you to forgive and release that you've completely forgotten about. Um, whether that be, you know, going through school or, you know, with your family, different events 
will start to come up and surface to be released and forgiven. And again, it's asking that why, why was this happening to you? You know, was there something going on with somebody else? Because I think 90% of the time it's somebody else who has been hurt or injured in their lives. And therefore they're putting that off on somebody else. So they're hurting somebody else as a result. And when you can realize it, it either never had anything to do with you, you know, nothing you had really done or said personally, it's just that person and their issues. It's easier to be like, okay, I forgive you because it didn't have anything to do with me. This isn't mine to keep carrying around for one. And the other thing to remember about forgiveness work is it's never about the other person. So like when I've done this work and I've gone through as far back as I can remember forgiving people, I've never contacted them or gone back and said, Hey, do you remember that time that you did this, 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 and this? Well, I forgive you for it. So it's not like AA going through the steps. <laughs> no, no. So I, you know, I just release it from myself. I free myself from being mad at that person from holding on to the hurt within um, or any of that. It's like you completely forgive and let go. Now, sometimes there are situations when you're going through where you played a part, mm -hmm. you hurt somebody else and you have to ask yourself, why did you do that? Right. And again, it's asking that why to figure out what's going on. What, what were you thinking at the time? What were you feeling at that time? Because you're not the same person now that you were five years ago or 10 years ago or as a child. You know, you're not the same person. So what were you feeling? What were you thinking? Um, most of the time, I have found that things from the past where we've been hurtful to other, other people, we were either one, trying not to get hurt ourselves, mm -hmm. um, or two, we were feeling as if we had to defend ourselves in some shape or manner. Um, and so it's one of those, if I hurt somebody else and I can't, I can't be, I can't get hurt. If, if I'm blaming other people, then nothing's my fault. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not the bad guy. And so it's, it's wanting to not be the cause of somebody else's hurt is why we don't go back and look at this stuff. Knowing full well we've hurt people. Everybody right. has hurt somebody at some point in their life. Um, I don't care how good of a person you are. You've said something somewhere along the line that has been hurtful. And it might not even have, have been, you know, that big to you. Right. But it meant something to them. And so forgiving yourself for that. Now, if you're still in contact with the person and you feel like you can open that back up and have a conversation at a different level, um, then do that. You know, you can go have that discussion and say and do what needs to be said and done and get that healing. Um, maybe for both of you. Um, I know, uh, I've done that with our mother. So, you know, it's been an on again, off again relationship with her. Um, but I have, we've gone back and we've talked about stuff of what was going on and what was happening. And, um, you know, I've, forgiven myself for things I've done and said and ways I've acted and I've forgiven her for things. Um, you know, and that's a lot of it is, is your parents. I think we pick up a lot of this stuff, 
um, from our parents for sure. Okay. What about being blamed? Uh, this is Lisa. Um, <clears throat> what about being blamed for doing something that you didn't do? Uh, but then, but they, but, but they, they did, did it. it. Okay. Again, um, it goes back to, they're trying not to get hurt. So they're going to hurt you because they don't want to be hurt. I think a great maybe example or maybe so our, our stepmom, um, I, it was it wasn't a happy childhood growing up. Mm -mm. Um, nah. it, it wasn't a good situation just all the way around. And our dad was gone a lot. Our mm -hmm. dad traveled and it, it felt like, you know, fights were picked constantly, uh, constantly. <laughs> or um, it the did, dumbest thing. It did. It felt like, uh, there was unfair treatment, um, because of course there were, you know, hers and his, you know, kids right. involved in the mix. Um, but as an adult, going back, it we had gone on a, a trip to Texas. I think mm -hmm. our stepmother's, I think it was when his our grandpa died. Yeah. So when, when our grandpa passed, you know, we made the trip to Texas for the funeral. And while we were down there, you know, it, it was a good trip. Um, I, I really felt like it was a good trip. Yeah. Um, but um, she came up out of the blue and she apologized to us. And, you know, you could really tell that it was a heartfelt apology. Yes, it was very sincere. And I don't, I don't know about you, but in that moment, it's like everything from that past, everything that I had experienced. It was gone. It was gone. It, it was gone. And, and I really do feel like we've been able to move on and really have a good relationship, a good mother daughter relationship. Yeah. I, f and, and to be honest, I, I feel at times that it's easier to talk to her than it is my own dad. I would agree. I would agree. And I think that's so, so that's, I think that's very important because again, you don't know how, how much you, like I said, if you've got the opportunity to go have those discussions with those people, if it's somebody that's still in your life and you can tell them that you're sorry for things that you've done, you don't realize how big an impact you have on that person. Um, because I also let everything go. Yeah. Um, and it came up, uh, she apologized again recently yeah. on their last trip out here. And we were both like, you don't have to apologize. Like we're good. We're, yeah. We already good. said you're sorry. And we we're good with that. But it got me thinking the one person that's not really apologized that I think would really make the biggest difference to both of us would be our dad. Yeah. He's the one that's not owned up to anything and never apologized for anything. The and he was sitting right there when she apologized this last time and he never said a word. Right. Because I, <laughs> I remember there, there was one time my stepmom and I, I mean, we were going at it and my dad happened to be home at the time and I went up to him and I'm like, I need help. Please help me. Mm -hmm. And he walked away from me. Oh, you're not the only one. I had right. the same, same experience. So he would not do anything. And um, I know I have gone through and we've gone through together. We've gone back and really like worked through some stuff with him to try to forgive. Um, 
areas where we were really, really hurt. But, you know, sometimes you're just not going to get that from people. Right. And so that's where, you know, you said, what about being blamed for doing something that you didn't do, but they did it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, like with, with our dad, you know, we, we've never heard an apology. We've never heard, but at some point you go, I, okay. So it took me, it took me a while to figure out that there is no point arguing with somebody who thinks they're right. Now I will pick an argument and I will stick to my guns. If I know for certain that I'm right and I can back it up, I will, I will fight you, you know, yeah, to the death. I mean, I, I, it's, but I think at a point in time, you have to realize that no matter what you say, some people are never going to change their mind. Right. They are, it's never going to be any different for them. So you have to look, how much is it worth your time? Right. How much is it worth your investment? Because your time is precious to you. In, in your mental capacity, you know, the mental, you know, anguish, everything that you put into this argument, is it worth it on your end? If it is, carry on. I mean, if you're willing to take on, you know, mentally, physically, everything that goes on into carrying the grudge, into carrying the argument, into carrying what it is, um, that's you. That, that, that that's fine. I mean, but at some point, you know, you just have to stop, right? And go. It's not worth it, right? You know, um, my ex mother in law was a great one. I'd say something. Um, no, it's not. This da, da, da. No, I know for a fact, right? I I know for a fact that's not right. But you know what? I'm, oh, okay. I guess you're right. And I turn around and I walk away. So. I think at some point you either can, you know, let it go and try to forgive them um, or maybe try to understand what they're going through, where they're coming from, even if it makes zero sense. And sometimes you, you can't, mm -hmm. you can't figure out what's going on, where they're coming from, why they're thinking what they're thinking. But if you understand that there's something within them that is unable to see any differently, to feel any differently, to to, you know, come to any other conclusions or that it's, it's something within them. It's not you, mm -hmm. you know, and that they're, you are just the target for the moment. It does make it easier mm -hmm. to let it go and yes. let their actions not affect you. Um, you know, I, that, that happened with yes. me with someone that I realized they were in a lot of pain they were going through a lot of stuff and yes, they were attacking me, but I had pity. I felt pity right. for them because, you know, they're, they were so caught up in what they were doing, what they were feeling, what they were experiencing that, I mean, they're I in a bad place. They were in a bad place. And, you know, I know you're treating me like crap, but I mean, I'm not going to hold it against you because my God, you know, to be going through what you're going through. Right. To be as upset as this person is, or to, you know, come at you the way that they are to blame you though. They've obviously 
been through some kind of crap in their lives. And that's the whole thing. Like keep asking why or try to get to a point where other people are involved, where you can find even just the smallest amount of pity for them. Yeah. And that makes it so much easier to release them, to forgive them and to let them go. Um, and Lisa, what you're saying that, you know, that's why he's, he's my ex. I mean, one, we're going to talk about cut cord cutting. Yeah. Definitely. If you haven't done a cord cutting, do a cord cutting with your ex. Right. But second off, don't carry. That's, that's one of the reasons why you do the shadow work is because you don't want to carry those hurtful feelings with you know, forward with your new husband. And, and I agree, you know, my ex, that's why he's my ex, but my new, right. my husband now, he is, I mean, he's perfect to me. I mean, I, he and I, he may not be everyone's cup of tea, but you know, to me, he's, he's everything. And, you know, one of the reasons why it is so good is because I let him, I let my ex go. I let the hurt go. I let the work through. Yeah. 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 Hi, Pamela. Hi, Pamela. (laughs) Um, Okay. So another part of, of shadow work um, is looking at those, those parts of your personality where you, you know, Okay. I'll just give an example because I don't know how that's how to explain it. So we've talked about like you have maybe done some things that have hurt people and you need mm-hmm. to forgive yourself for that. And we've looked at, you know, events and things are gone on where other people have hurt you um, and forgiving them for that. Now, there are times when we pick up different personality traits along the way that we have to admit that are there mm-hmm. that we maybe don't care for and start releasing those. So I'll just give the best example I have. Um, I used to be an extremely judgmental person. Really? Uh, you know this. I didn't, I didn't. You, you're, yeah, you'll know what I'm talking about in a minute. Okay. Okay. So like yeah. I would Story judge uh, everybody for everything, even if I knew them or not. Um, you know, it could be like the person on the side of the road. I would pass a judgment um, is what somebody was wearing, what they looked like um, everything, everything was a judgment. And I realized it was, it took time first off. Um, but I started to realize how negative a person I was and how negative a person I was to be around because I, I had all this judgment that I was carrying and, and basically looking down my nose at everybody. Like I, nobody was as good as me is, is essentially what it came down to. Who put you up on that pedestal? Well, I didn't realize it was <laughs> like that. That's what I'm saying. I didn't realize that's what it had gotten to. But what it turned out to be was I hated myself so much that if I was so busy hating and judging everyone else around me, I didn't have, I couldn't realize how much self-hate I had. I didn't have time to sit down and look at how much I hated myself. Right. So I hated everyone around me and I, it had a lot of negativity attached to it. So I started with not being judgmental anymore mm. because it didn't start. Like I didn't realize that was the underneath. Yeah. You judged my husband hardcore. <laughs> I didn't realize that was what was underneath everything. It was just, 
judgments, right? So I started with, I'm not going to judge anymore. Right. So if I caught myself, I had to become first become aware of what I was doing, Mm -hmm. judging people. The second thing I had to do was then try to change it in the moment when I was becoming aware of it. So if I would pass a judgment about somebody on the street, I would automatically stop, send apology energy and wish them love and light mm-hmm. and the best for them. Um, yes, exactly. Pamela, because you're trying to make yourself feel right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, if there was something wrong with everybody else, at least I was doing that good. And I was, you know, I was okay. I wasn't that bad, you know, right. like all of that. And, but I had to start with turning that off mm-hmm. and it took a while. It took a long time to, turn off judgments to, to, to the point now that I just, I don't judge people. I don't because I've programmed myself to not do that because it carries so much negativity with it, you know? And I feel like that just, you rack up so much like quote karma or whatever you want to call it negativity just by doing that. It like follows you around. So I became lighter and lighter and lighter as I stopped judging all these people. And then that's when I started to realize that underneath it all was, yes, me trying to feel better about myself by breaking down other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I had to realize I didn't love myself. I hated myself. And I had to start turning that around to loving myself and getting rid of finding more of those personality pieces that were there hidden Um you know, that I just always either didn't realize that were there or was making an excuse for. Right. Um, And I got lighter and lighter and lighter and things began to shift. And there was a point in time that you even said to me, I don't know what you did, but you're just a totally different person. Oh, yeah. And you're better to be around. Yeah, because, I mean, so first off, I didn't like her as a kid (laughs) because in my mind she caused my parents' divorce. You know, because so you already jaded against me. Anyway. I, I was, I was. I mean, never mind that year of my life that's missing where she came home from the hospital and my parents were still together. You know, right? I don't remember that. She blacked that out. I did just to have somebody to blame. I suppose, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean, I to to be honest with you, my childhood growing up, I don't remember her at all really in it. Uh, I remember certain points, Mm -hmm. uh, certain memories that do stand out. um, But as for the rest of it, she wasn't there. Um, So then as we got older and I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I I think she's kind of cool, but it was still kind of difficult to hang out because um, there was a lot of selfishness, I think, you know, doing things my way and um, so I would come into town cause I, I lived, you know, one state away, but I would come into town every few weekends and we would hang out mm-hmm. and, you know, by the time I think the weekend was done, it was definitely fun while we were here and, and together, but then it was, you know, whew, that was a, that was a, whew, that was an experience. Um, but then, you know, as, as you grew and I think did your, you know, self work and everything. And I'm like, who are you? So it felt like, you know, discovering this whole new person and like, you're great to be around. I just want to hang around you. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing today? Like, no, why'd you move so far away? Because like, no, you're my best friend now. So you need to come over every day. Right. Um, 
so, I mean, I think it is something that if you do work on it, people do notice. They do. They absolutely do notice. And that's, that's another thing, the selfish. I was extremely, extremely selfish. Everything was, it had to be all about me. And if it wasn't all about me, then I just didn't have time for it. I was moving on. I was going to go somewhere else, find something else to do where it would be all about me, you know? And, and again, I think that goes back to hating myself, not loving myself. Um, I think a good example, um, when it came to your first wedding. Okay. Um, I remember we, mom and I had come up cause we lived in, in a different state and I think I, I started crying because, you know, you were getting this big, huge church wedding with pretty much, you know, beautiful dress, everything that you wanted. And I mean, it was a gorgeous wedding guys. I mean, it, it was great. It, it was, I did get everything I wanted, just yeah. not the right person. Got family, <laughs> you know, family coming from all, you know, from Texas, all over the place. Florida. Yeah. And then when it came, you know, I, I got, I had none of that. I got married in the backyard. I had barbecue, you know, for the reception. I made my dress. My grandma and I made our, my dress together. And, you know, I'm like, and mine. And yeah, I made all the bridesmaids dresses. And, and I was crying because I'm like, she got everything that I wanted in a wedding. And, you know, I think that's when, you know, our mom pointed out, she's like, but you're not that person. You didn't want to put anyone out. Mm -hmm. You didn't want, you know, you didn't want people spending money on you. You didn't want to feel like a burden to other people. And really, I mean, at that point in time, I guess I didn't want to feel like a burden to other people because I'd always felt like I was a burden to other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, I was someone to get rid of still. And that, that right there is shadow stuff too. Right. Getting rid of, of that. And I, you know, that was just a breakthrough the whole, you know, figuring out, realizing it, the whole burden, you know, I was a burden to everyone. I was somebody to get rid of that. Just, that just happened. Then that's shadow work. Right. Is, you know, why do I feel like I was a burden to everyone else? Well, because everyone had to go out of their way, you know, to move me out to Nebraska to, mm. you know, putting up with me, making adjustments to their schedule, you know, so why do I still feel like a burden, you know, because I was the person to get rid of. I was sent away. I was sent away to live in a group home because I was difficult. You know, it took me a long time to realize that I was happier there. I was happier in the group home. Right. But that, that is the shadow work. Yeah. And I will continue down that line, you know, later on after this podcast, but that, I mean, that's, that's it in motion. It's, it's working it all out and mm -hmm. figuring out like what it's, it's being willing to look at the parts of yourself that you don't love. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a situation where you just don't love any of yourself, like where I was at, you know, pick something that you're willing to look at and start to change it. Just pick one. For me, it was being judgy. I started with just, I'm not going to judge people anymore. I'm just not going to do it. And, you know, as you go through, you know, and, and do the work, you start to shift and you start to change things. You start to release things. Yeah. Hi, Chantel. Um, oh, and, and Pamela said, and then you find out you had a great memory to look at and that you got to spend time making 
the dresses with your grandmother. Right. Right. Like, right. There's, there's good point. Like there's good stuff and all of it. Like it's going through and, and, and going through the roller coaster, but you got to be willing to look at who you are, what are your traits? What, are, what do you have going on within you? Mm-hmm. Um, and being willing, willing to look like it's look at it and admit that it's there. Oh, our, our mom just commented too. I saw that. <laughs> That's true at one point as well, though. I mean, well, that was the people having to jump through hoops to get me out to Nebraska. Oh. Just because I left. I, oh, I did run right, away. Right, right, right. Okay. No, that's right. Um, but but you got to get past. Yeah, you got to get past it. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to eventually learn to let it all go and, and let it all out. So I think one of the big things that, you know, I think we say a lot is in the grand scheme of things, you know, did we go through difficulties? We did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that you can get out of a childhood without going through difficulties. Right. Um, I, I think you can say, you know, there was some, you know, mental abuse. There was some, you know, some things were taking to near, you know, physical abuse. But at the end of the day, our parents did love us and they did try their best. Yes. There is no handbook. And, and it's acknowledging that there is no handbook when it comes to parenting. Right. They did do their best with us and realizing that it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been that, I think so that's a big worse. part too, is realizing that and trying again. That's why I say like, try to figure out what's going on with the other person, mm-hmm. putting yourself in their shoes, you know, what was going on with them. Now I get like, there's going to be some, some traumas that it's going to be difficult to do that. And you just have to, those would be the ones where I say, yes, work with that therapist to try to figure out how you can release it and let it go. Like, you know, essay really bad. Yeah. The really bad stuff. Yeah. Okay. That I get, but for the most of us, I feel like it's just trying to figure out what was that person going through at that time? So -hmm. like when we do like, drop ourselves into, you know, our parents' shoes, you know, now that we are adults and we have jobs and bills and, you know, we're trying to be parents and we've got the stress of a job and the stress of, you know, keeping a roof over heads and food on the table, like understanding that there's so much more going on in life than we as children were able to understand. Mm -hmm. That puts a whole new perspective on things to begin with. Um, I did find a, a little thing in a book that uh, I wanted to share about shadow work. And I think it's good to keep in mind. And it says age and life bring more understanding to events that happened in the past. The lessons are now easier to understand and to be absorbed. I think that is definitely true because the older I've gotten, I think the easier it is for one, I have more patience. Right. Two, um, I I am definitely more willing to look at, I, I feel more diplomatic. I'm willing to look at both sides, even, you know, now before I make decisions, okay, what is, who does this affect? How is it going to affect them? You know, what's their point of view? You know, age does bring a lot of perspective. Oh, thank you, Chantel. Yeah, and you're so right. You just got to figure out, like, how you can love yourself 
again. Absolutely. Like, what can you do? And and you're right. Like, and she's her comment here, you know, that it wasn't her mom's fault, um, that she was hard as a child. I think I could definitely look back and see where I was difficult sometimes as a child. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, especially having um, that selfish streak that I had and having everything had to be all about me and, you know, but you were the baby. I didn't care if I had, you know, if I put people out like this is me and you're going to take care of me and you're going to do this because I'm here. And, you know, and at some point, yes, I feel like that's great. I feel like children should come into the world of here. I am. Love me um, because I'm lovable. And I, I mean, really, I want my child to feel that way. I want my child to be like, I'm here and I'm lovable. So love me. And she does. Right. She expresses that. She, I don't think she's met anybody. She's two. I don't think she's met anybody that hasn't fallen in love with her. We have had, she has met people who have literally said, I don't like children. Wonder when they're going to get to see her again. Like she just has that about her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that's great. Like, and as long as that stays at a point of self love, but yet she also loves other people. Right. She does. She loves people. I mean, that's where, that's where that comes from. She just runs up and loves people like complete strangers. Hi, you know, like she's waving and she's, you know, all excited to see whoever it is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, she loves her poppy too. Yeah. I my, mean, we call my husband poppy. She's just excited to see, you know, everybody wherever she's at. And I think, yes, that innocence, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think if, if that stays with her and, you know, I think she'll, I think she'll be all right. <laughs> I do my best as a parent. I know I fail. Mm-hmm. I know I fail. And, and I hope that at some point in time, she gets to an age where she can look back and say, you know what? My mom did the best she could. Maybe it wasn't perfect, but she did the best she could and, and appreciate me for that at least. I think once you become a parent, you, you realize, you start to realize that, you know, I think in when you're in your moment of despair, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe <laughs> my parents did do the best they could. Right. Right. So another thing that you can do, um, if you feel like you've lost your power, um, some things you can do. So we talked about banishing those parts of yourself that you don't like. So for me, it would be like that being selfish and judgmental. Those are things that I would banish during the waning moon. Um, and then bringing in more of the self-love mm-hmm. and working on just being a better person. You know, I would light my white candle for um, and try to bring in or my pink um, for self-love and try to bring more of that in once you get past that new moon, which we're in today, um, and move into that waxing phase to bring in more self-love. So that's where you can use some of your magic. Um, another thing that you can do is some energy work and this can be hard. So don't do it by yourself if you don't feel like you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that you can do, um, and we might have to save cord cutting you guys. <laughs> we might have to save cause we're going about an hour. So we might have to save cord cutting for, uh, next time. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't think that this was, I'm like, oh, we have like 30 minutes worth of material. Right. I really, really, we have no material. We have, that's my quote that I got (laughs) (laughs) because I really liked it. Um, right. Exactly. Chantel, I can do it the best with your kids. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. How much you love them. So, okay. So an energetic exercise that you can do. Um, again, don't do this by yourself. If you feel like it's something you're not ready for, 
Um, <laughs> David said, LOL. <laughs> we, we really didn't, we thought we'd be able to get cord cutting in. It's not going to happen. Um, okay. So first off, you want to go check out the podcast on your grounding, connecting, and centering because you want to start from that place. Do not start any of your shadow work, your healing work, just out of nowhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. You've got to make sure that you're grounded, you're connected, you're, is you're centered, you're in your power, you're in your, um, your place of, of calm, um, and centered and feeling very loved, um, love for yourself, love from the universe. You want to do all your work from there. Um, it really does make a big difference if you're, if you're finding out from, if you're, if you're doing this work from here. Where do you find that at? Oh, okay. If you go uh, anywhere on the podcast, uh, anywhere you listen to the podcast and also on YouTube under the podcast playlist, just look for the grounding, connecting, centering meditation. And it's on there. Oh, we can pin it. We, we, we'll oh, yeah, it exactly. It. We can pin it on here. That's great. Um, <laughs> so start from there. And then you're, you're going to go back in time to the event that happened. Um, whatever took place. And you're going to freeze that moment in time. You're not going to relive it. You're not going to go through it all again. You're not going to build up all those emotions, all that stuff. That's not what we're doing. You are going back into the moment in time where you were hurt and you're picking a spot and you're freezing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're freezing that frame. And then you're putting up, you put up a wall of energy, like a, a like a glass wall between you and the other person. Okay. You put this glass up and you know, no energy can pass through. Okay. That person cannot harm you. They cannot send you energy. They cannot touch you. Um, and you keep that wall up. All right. And then you see what the energy is between you two. Okay. And this is actually, I guess this is part of the cord cutting as well, because this is what you can do. Um, if you want to cut cords to that person, or even if you just want to release the energetic ties. So you see the energy flowing between you two, whatever's going on, the emotion, the, the cord, the energy, whatever that may look like. And this glass wall that you have put up cuts that energy out. Okay. So there's no more of that flow. And then you, you can just tell that person that's frozen on the other side of this wall, you get out everything you want to get out anything you want to say, anything that you have felt, anything that you need to release, um, you let it all out at this person. Okay. Again, this is all just frozen in your mind and you're, you're letting all this out at this person. Okay. And then once it's out of you, all right, if, if you see the cord running between you, you can pull in more love and light energy from your connection with spirit and you push that down that cord um, to that person. And then once you've pushed that cord, you've pushed that love and light towards them, then you can cut that cord. You can cut it however you feel. You can do it with a knife, a sword, scissors. You can call an Archangel Michael to sever that cord. Whatever feels best for you, you cut that cord. And then you want to actually make sure that you send more love and light out and you pull the roots of that cord out from within you. Now, sometimes people say that you need to untangle the cords, okay? So you can untangle that cord 
and the energies that are mixed and mingled while they're frozen on the other side. You can do all this work in your mind while they're frozen to untangle and get your energy back, untangle those cords, untangle that energy, claim your energy and your power back after you've released everything that you need to release. Okay. Um, so if you want to do that before you cut the cord, definitely do. If you feel like you need to untangle yourself or anything that they've done and you just want to feel like really stay present, make sure again, you're grounded, connected, and you're staying very present. You're feeling around for the energies and what's going on. Make sure you pull all the roots out. Okay. Of that, that cord, pull all that out. Um, and then fill back in, pull in more love and light to fill back in the space where you pulled those roots of that cord out. I always hand the, the root of the cord up and over to spirit and I let them take it. Um, and I let spirit dissolve, um, transmute, whatever they decide uh, is best to do. I let them take it. Um, and I, of, I often feel much freer. I feel lighter. Um, I have a lot of love and that light within me. Everything feels uh, much better because it's, 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 there's not that energy there. That's not, there's not that entanglement there anymore. Um, at that point, if you feel like you have lost a piece of your soul, okay, this can happen with these really, uh, some tricky, really bad um, situations, or if you feel like somebody's ever had some kind of power or hold over you, you may have lost a piece of your soul um, in this, this experience, right? So before you leave that scene, well, everything's still frozen. You've let everything out. You've done your untangling. You've done your cord cutting. Um, look around and see where that piece of your soul is. It can look like anything. It can look like a shiny crystal. It can look like many crystals scattered. Um, it could look like a little ball of light. Um, whatever it is for you, you just look around and you see um, and you grab it and you you hold it close to you. And you empower it and you you ask your connection with spirit um, to empower this with love and light. And then you put it back in and you are claiming your piece of your soul back. So this person no longer has control over you. They no longer have a piece of your soul and you are now whole again. Okay. Now, then you want to make sure that you refill you get good and grounded again, and then you can come out of, of the meditation. Um, I have found, I will tell you, I have found that sometimes when you cut cords with these people, um, they feel it mm -hmm. and they feel it sometimes instantly and they will reach out to you to try to reconnect that cord. Do not do it. It's a trap. It's a trap. They want to reconnect. Don't do it. If you have got out everything that you've needed to say, if you are feeling better, if you have forgiven them, you have released them, you have, you know, let them have it and you've, they're away from you, you've moved on, you've released, you feel good, you've forgiven yourself for any part you may have played in that event or that situation, and you're ready to move on, do not engage. Do not engage. I don't even care if they're just trying to apologize. Like if you've done that cord cutting, let it go because it is all they're trying to do is reconnect and reattach. Okay. So don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, I, and I've, I've had to cut cords multiple times from people. Um, and because they keep going back. And like I said, sometimes it's instant. I'll get a text or an email, a phone call almost instantly. 
sometimes within within two minutes, sometimes within 24 hours, um, they'll try to reattach. Don't do it because <laughs> you're going to have to just do it all over again <laughs> if you attach. Um, let's see. Yes. And let let go of the bad memories and focus on the good and pushing forward. Absolutely, David. Absolutely. And good for you that you're able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you ever want to go back and address bad memories, I mean, it, depending on what they are, you know, being with a trusted person, therapist, you know, we have each other. We know what we experienced. We know what we went through. So there's not really a whole lot that's hidden. Right. So, you know, we're good at being able to pull the things up and, and, well, and sometimes it does, it work, it, it helps to work with another witch or somebody that is spiritual or on their spiritual path to help let them hold the space for you. I know mm -hmm. I have worked with several people, um, doing this exact uh, process, this, this meditation process that I've just walked you through. I've worked with several people doing this. Um, and it does, it helps to be one guided. Um, it helps to have somebody ask you, okay, what do you see? Mm -hmm. What do you feel? What's going on to help keep you present in what, what you're doing so that you're not reliving anything because you don't want to relive the situation. It's not about, you know, pulling up all that emotion and all that crap all over again. That's not what it's about. Um, but to help, help energetically as well, mm -hmm. to help hold the space energetically. Um, you know, so it does help to have somebody that you can trust that, that can do this work with you. Um, I think it does help make a really big difference. Now, after that, it's up to you, you know, to continue to love yourself, to continue to do the work, um, continue your meditations of, you know, just getting grounded, connecting and centering and pulling that love and light in to maintain all the work that you're, you've done. Um, I think it's very easy to slip back into your old ways if you're not careful. And if you don't, if you're not continuously trying to um, improve yourself or love yourself or, you know, keeping up with your spiritual practices and beliefs. Um, is it six months to make a habit or whatever, or six, I don't know, three months? I don't know, but it's good. You know, that's good. That's a good, like, you know, just do something, you know, your meditations daily for, you know, as long, well, just don't, just don't stop. Right. <laughs> if you do pick it back up. Um, you know, but any, any of your healing work, you know, and journal, journal about what you experienced when you did your cord cutting or uh, when you did your energy release or, you know, any of that, um, you can journal on it to, to help find anything missing, any missing pieces or, you know, any final things that maybe you wish you would have got out in that moment when you had the chance or whatever, you know, just to release all the rest of it. So Lisa, um, you made the video on meditation, right? I don't really meditate. I, I don't meditate. Um, How do you meditate when you're unable to visualize? Right. Um, I think everybody has the potential to be able to visualize. They maybe just don't realize it. Um, it's like now, playing a movie in your mind. There are some people that they don't play the movies. They hear words or they, I think a guided meditation maybe would be a, a good way okay so would a guided meditation help because i can record essentially the same process i just went through in a meditation form that you guys can listen to you know for whatever um it is that you you can listen to it over and over and over again with different situations or people experiences if you feel like that would be helpful i can definitely um do that um and record that meditation for you guys 
Um, or it might, maybe going to the original meditation, because you did. I did the grounding, centering, connecting. Um, and that's out there because that's your basic starting right. point. I do that even before I practice magic because it gets me charged up, connected, fired up, like feeling powerful and magical. Like I do that. I do that all the time. Um, but definitely before I practice magic or do anything else, I start with that. And that might be a great place to start once you start working in with that, then being able to visualize because you do go through the whole visualization. Yeah, you want to talk you a little bit through like what to visualize and all that. But I mean, think about um, Lisa, like when you're reading a book, um, I think we talked about this when we covered the Claire Census uh, mm-hmm. episodes and we were talking about the clairvoyance. Uh, um, you know, being able to, to see things, um, different things that you can do, but like reading fantasy books um, and like what happens when you read the book? Are, are you seeing it like as a movie in your mind? Um, are, you, are you seeing it playing out? Um, you know, that, but that's one way that you can do. Another thing you could do is just like practice with trying to visualize different things, like visualizing a, a, a red circle or, you know, Maybe there's some confusion. Like you're not going to see it when you close your eyelids. Right. You're not going to see anything but the back of your eyelids. But it's 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 your when, imagination. Your imagination. Exactly. It's your imagination, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know you're tapping in because your 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 eyes will kind of roll upwards towards your third eye when you're doing your visualization and your meditation. Um, naturally, like like when I go to do stuff, I'll notice like my eyes will drift up in this, in the area where your third eye is. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So Lisa, uh, I've tried those. Okay. Smell brings calmness and emotions. Inqu- incorporate that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When you're doing your, your meditations or trying to do this, um, any of this kind of work, your shadow work or cord cutting or any of that, um, definitely burn your candles or your incense. Mm-hmm. Um, make it magical, you know? And, and I think that's part of it. Like I do a lot of the energy stuff when I do my magic. So I'm, I'm lighting my candles and and doing my, my herbs and my oils and my prep, I'm doing all that. And then I go into this whole energy piece as well, where I'm like really feeling into the spell work that I'm doing and calling in the elements and I can feel them all around. Um, not just with all my clear senses, but with my physical senses as well. I can feel the energy around. And so I do, that's how I do my magic. Um, and I incorporate all that stuff mm-hmm. and you can as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're wanting to work on that one-on-one, I mean, I know on the website you charge the tarot readings, right? Yeah. And it, but if you're, if you're not wanting a reading, you're just wanting to do like say energy work mm-hmm. or, you know, to, to work with Whitney, um, because she works with energy. I don't. Yeah, um, you could totally go on to the website, um, that's thewitchsource.com, and you can purchase a reading. And if and just tell me, like, I don't want to re- do a reading. There's notes section. Just say I want to do the energy work. We can do that. Um, and I, I think, I can't remember if I've got it on there or not, but I think I've got um, a tea time session on there where you can talk to both of us one on one. Right. Um, and we can do the energy work. We can do spell work. We can do readings, uh, whatever it is that you guys want to focus on. We can talk about that. Um, and you'll have, you know, both of us. Uh, if you want to do the, the double, um, that's fine. 
Um, I would I would recommend if you're wanting to do the energy work, though, to do an hour. I think I've got different time slots on there, but I would definitely do an hour so that we can talk and I can know what you what you want to work on, what we're going through and then getting us into that meditative space and then going through the process and talking through it and walking through it. Um, you know, so I would definitely recommend doing the hour. Um, but that is available. Um, Chantel said uh, she doesn't have the patience to meditate. Girl, I don't either. I can't meditate. I I mean, I know I'm not going to say I can't meditate because when I do the guided meditation with her, I meditate. Right. But in and of itself on my own, I don't. But, but when I am by myself and I, and I am riding in the car and it is only me and I have that radio turned off, my mind is working and it drifts and it goes. Yes. That's her That's her meditation, her meditation space. And I think that counts. Okay. Well, sometimes I, so, so now I've got the banner going at the bottom, you guys, sorry, but this is where you can find us. <laughs> And the website, thewitchsource.com. Right. Um, sometimes before going to bed. Um, and, and my meditation is just, you know, th thinking through things, um, reprocessing things that have happened in the past. You know, um, they say one form of therapy is if you didn't like the way an argument ended, go back and change it. Change mm -hmm. it in your mind. Have their argument again, but say what you wanted to say. Um, you know, making changes that way. Um Having thoughts about where do I want, you know, where do I want my, want my day going? How do I want my life going? Evaluating all of that stuff. So is it an actual meditation? I don't think, I don't know if, you know, most people would technically call it that, but it's an internal, and, and I do get hits when I do that. Mm -hmm. So there's, um, there's different types of meditation too. Like even if you just take five or 10 minutes, you know, before you get out of bed to um, find something to be grateful for. Yes. Um, find somebody to forgive, whether that be yourself or someone else, whether that's from the day before or whatever comes up to your mind. But um, you could take five, 10 minutes, find something to be grateful for, mm -hmm. someone to forgive and then set a um, like a. a set the intention for your day, like a positive wish for the day um, of, you know, I'm going to have a good day or I'm going to have a magical day or, you know, setting some kind of attention, like even just spending five, 10 minutes doing that every day and just being still, mm -hmm. um, I think can help. I mean, it, it wouldn't be anything, just maybe three minutes to add in that ground and connecting, um, centering to the beginning of that. Um, and in 10 minutes, you, 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 you basically five, 10 minutes, you've done your meditation. So it doesn't have to be a big grand thing. I mean, even if you just were to do that, you know, two, three times a day, when you get up in the morning before you go to bed at night, um, maybe once in the middle of the day, I, but I think the more that you, you try and just try, even if it's just five minutes, um, the easier it'll get. But I get, you know, being still too long is painful. I, I completely get that. I do. So and I think doing the angel cards, that's great. Oh, yeah. I think that totally counts. I mean, that's that's good. If you're if you're taking in and thinking about, you know, the message of that card, you know, I think that definitely counts as well. 
So I think the other thing that I do, um, so I, I've been taking classes on uh, past life regression therapy work, hypnosis work. And uh, one of the things I didn't realize is that you, a lot of people actually self go into a self hypnosis. And I think I've been doing that for God for years, because I remember one time our dad made a comment because I was just standing there and just staring off into space, zoning out, zoning out. I zone. And, and if you ask her, I zone out all of the time. Um, but that is an actual you know, self-hypnosis because mm. you are, you know, you're deep in it. Right. And you have actually self-hypnotized yourself. And that's, and that's exactly it. Like going, like zoning out, daydreaming. Mm -hmm. um, I think all of that is relative to, to meditating and, and visualizing mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. Since we kind of covered cord cutting, what I do uh, for the cord cutting piece, uh, Daydream all day long. Yeah. So if you're doing that, you're essentially meditating. So just make sure it's positive. Oh, yeah. You know, and find find things to be grateful for in there. But if it isn't positive, why isn't it positive? Do sure. the shadow work. Do the shadow why work. Why isn't it positive? Why am I having this started in? Right, right. Yeah. But, um, okay. So, yeah, you've covered your cord cutting yeah. with the energy Essentially, work. that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So let's cover my cord sure. cutting. Um, we did. We are going to squeeze it in. We are. <laughs> We're going to squeak it in there. Um, but so I do more of the magical side. So it's the taking two candles. Now, depending on, you know, if it's bad, what I have you do the last time, it was like, you know, um, taking the two candles in a circle of salt, but within that, a circle of what, like black salt or a circle of something. I mean, it, it really depends on how bad is the situation. If it's just a quick, easy cord cutting, right? The the two candles with a cord tied between them, that's great. So that you works. you had me do a, a candle that represented them, and I think it was black, mm -hmm. uh, and I carved uh, initials and the birthday oh, into I it. Remember that now. And then you had you had me pick a candle color for me. Mm -hmm. So whatever color I wanted for me. Uh, and then I carved my name and initials into it. And then there was a cord that I then tied between the two. I tied one on one candle and then I tied the cord on the other end. I had you put each candle in a ring of salt. Yes. Each candle was in its own individual ring of salt. And then there was a bigger ring of salt that went all the way around both right. candles. And then there was a white candle that was separate. Yes, there was a white candle that was separate, um, and it was within the circle of salt, but it was not underneath the cord. I think there was a circle of salt, but there, there was a circle of salt between the two candles that had the cord tied between them. But yes. then there was also um, there was that large circle of salt. Then the white candle was on the outside. And then there was another circle of salt. Right. So everything was contained. Any negative energy, anything, you know, it, it was contained to even each individual person was contained. Right. With Because each each candle had its, was in its own little circle of salt to contain those energies and keep them separate um, and try and keep them from trying to spill over. And I think the white candle was, just for blessing. The white candle was to reclaim your power. That's right. So as the as the other candles burned down to where the yeah. cord would be cut, she would she lit the second white candle 
so that would burn down so she could reclaim her power right herself from that relationship it's like claiming that soul piece yeah like getting that soul piece back and getting that power back so um and then i think you know i know that there were herbs that were incorporated in it you know there were boosters probably yeah. i think cinnamon and pepper um but i mean i'm one of those you know we've discussed before i don't write things down she remembered it <laughs> if i needed to do another one or you know what have you i would okay well what does this circumstance need right how you know i i look at each situation as being different so they all kind of get their own you know maybe some of the you know things might be the same but there's some tweaking involved there's, there's depending on tweaking. who and what and where and when and all of that right so uh your cord cord cutting i think you could do like on a new moon during a waning moon mm -hmm. um possibly even on a full moon you could do a cord cutting um but at the end of the day need trumps everything always need overrides any moon phase, astrological timing, day of the week, hour, any of that. Colors. If, right. Colors, uh, materials, supplies, herbs, oils. It does not matter. If you are in need of doing a spell, grab a white candle, program it for what you need, and light it up. Because need and intention trumps everything. Mm -hmm. The rest is really just to help. I mean, they're just boosters to help help you get into that magical state um, to help boost everything to, you know, but none of it's absolutely necessary. Again, need trumps everything. Just keep that in mind. Yes. All right. Well, we are coming up on the one hour part, Mark, or actually, we're, actually, hour we're over. over. <laughs> we are over. Um, but yes, thank you, Pamela. We would love to have you join us um, in the Facebook group, the Witch Source Society. If you're not there, it's a great place to hang out. You'll see Miss Pamela there helping us out. She is amazing. You guys will love her. Uh, very knowledgeable. She helps answer questions and everything as well. She is great. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, Shantansal, I still remember. That's what my mom learned. I think it works and got the person I wanted. Yeah, exactly. Magic works, you guys. Oh, yeah. Magic absolutely works. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. I've seen so many magical things happen and miracles happen, you know, Exactly, Pamela. The power is within you. Mm -hmm. You you are the real magic. I mean, that's that's what it is. Right. So, all right, you guys, that's it for us. I think we covered everything. Let us know if you guys have questions. Uh, if you have more questions, get in the group. Uh, let us know. Uh, if you have a podcast request that you want to hear about, you can send us an email. It's thewitchsource at gmail.com. Um, please make sure that you like, share, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, please, please, please take a minute to subscribe and give us a review. We really appreciate it. Um, and maybe help other people find us that way as well. So, yeah. Oh, and check out thewitchsource.com. Uh, you can get a private reading. You can get a tea time session. And we've got fun, magical supplies there as well that you can check out. Yes. Because we don't we don't do uh, we don't do Patreon or any of those other sources. We want you to get something, right. you know, for your investment in us. So. so that's how you can help us out. Is just go get you something on the website. Yeah, <laughs> even if it's just a candle. Yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you all so much for being here and joining us. And uh, until next time, we hope that you stay magical. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.